another spy movie with artificial intelligence at its heart. It has explosions, double crosses, an excellent cast, and most spy movie tropes you can think of. We'll look at these and other components of the just-released Netflix movie starring Gal Gadot, Heart of Stone. Hi, this is Tom from Spy Movie Navigator and our show Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. We're going to give you our no-spoiler quickfire review of Heart of Stone. We'll keep the spoilers out but give you our opinion and some background to help you determine if Heart of Stone is worth your time. Plus, we'll give a brief comparison to Red Notice, which was Gal Gadot's last spy movie for Netflix. Before I get into this movie, though, I will say that Heart of Stone would be better served in a theater instead of streaming. And we think that action looks better on a larger screen. So the official website for Heart of Stone gives a synopsis of the movie as this, quote, Gal Gadot stars as Rachel Stone, an undercover spy for a shadowy peacekeeping agency that uses a cutting-edge AI called the Heart to stop global threats. Okay, so AI is at the heart of this movie, as it was for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, and we're very concerned that every spy movie is going to have AI at its core. We don't think that'll be a good thing because a lot of people don't have a clue about what AI can and can't do. And you know the movies are going to exploit that. That said, they do a fairly good job in Heart of Stone with how they portray artificial intelligence. It's a good thing because this movie wouldn't hold up at all if it didn't. And as the tagline from the Netflix site says, the AI here is called the heart. Fortunately, it does work. So, again, we're going to talk about this movie without spoilers, which means We're not going to give away any more about the plot. We will say that this is an action spy movie, and it has a lot of action sequences. I mean, the 20-minute pre-title sequence is almost all action. It kind of reminded us of No Time to Die and that it was 20 minutes as a pre-title. Now, part of the reason the action works is because Joe McLaren is the stunt coordinator here, and she has a lot of stunt experience from acting as well as being a stunt coordinator. She's got experience in two James Bond movies, Red Joan, The Man from Uncle, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and, and many more. Heart of Stone needed somebody with her experience for the action sequences to work, especially the scene shot in the Alps. So we're very glad to see her taking on this role. Now, in an article for Screen Rant, McLaren talks about trying to do as much of the stunts as possible with practical stunts while limiting the blue screen stuff. And she pulls this off. The stunts in this movie, for the most part, do work. For instance, in Heart of Stone, we see speed flying. Well, we just saw that in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. But here, in Heart of Stone, there's a twist that's done differently than what we saw in Mission Impossible. And that's actually fairly common here, where we'll see something, we kind of recognize it a bit, but there's a twist. Now, you know here at Cracking the Code of Spy Movies, we like to look for these types of influences where one movie may influence another. So other than the speed flying we just mentioned here, There are many scenes in this movie that make us think they were influenced by um, The Spy Who Loved Me, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, really the whole Mission Impossible series, Kingsman, The Golden Circle, and many more. As an example, there's a cyanide scene that called us back to Dr. No, but it's handled differently. Now, because we want to keep this a no-spoiler discussion, we won't break down each of the trope types. But it was nice to see some of these influences from other spy movies, but we liked the fact that they were handled differently and they weren't just direct copies. Now, we know that most spy movies have what were, at least for the time, high-tech tools of the trade. And there aren't too many gadgets in this movie, save for the heart itself. I mean, there's communication equipment and stuff like that that you see everywhere. 
But we have to give them kudos to a callback to a very old piece of technology. We smiled when we saw it. And if you're over 40 years of age, you probably will too. We're not going to say what it was, but if you know, you'll know. All right, so let's move on to the cast. And it is a good cast. As we mentioned, Gal Gadot is the lead here. She's a very good action star, and she easily handles this role. She does many of her own stunts, which is something we like to see. And she plays a spy very well. But she does it very differently than the way her role was portrayed as the bishop in Red Notice. We like her better here in Heart of Stone than in Red Notice. She was good in both, but we like this version of a spy a little bit better for her. Where Red Notice had a lot of humor, Heart of Stone does not. Heart of Stone is a grittier spy action movie than Red Notice, and we really like the way Godot does this. Now, she doesn't have to share the lead here with Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds. We'll talk about the rest of the cast in a second. We think that Godot holds her own quite well here. In the 20-minute pre-title sequence, you aren't sure if she's going to be able to hold her own. That's how they made it. Just trust us on this one. Now, Jamie Dornan has a fun role as the character of Parker, and he played this role well. We were a bit worried with this casting because we'd only seen him in Fifty Shades of Grey and My Dinner with Hervé. Those were hardly action movies, so we weren't sure if he would be good in this type of a role. And fortunately, he was. We really liked his character and the way that Dornan played him. Jing Lucy plays a character called Yang. This is a role that doesn't have a lot of speaking part to it, but she has to show a lot of fairly varied emotions. German actor Matthias Schweighoffer does a great job in the wonderful role of Jack. Schweighoffer is starting to make a name for himself here in the U.S. after starting out mainly in German productions. That said, you would have seen him give a good performance as Lieutenant Franz Herber in Valkyrie, Sven in the fantastic 2020 movie The Swimmers, and he played Werner Heisenberg in the recently released Oppenheimer. He's one of those actors to watch out for here because his star is rising. And oh yeah, his character here in Heart of Stone, I like it something like a cross between Q in the Bond series and an amalgamation of Benji and Luther in the Mission Impossible series. You like him, like you like those other characters. He's the tech guy. And there's this quality that he brings to most of his roles of being likable. So it's really good to see him cast in the role of Jack. Now, Tony Award winner, recipient of the OBE and CBE, BAFTA, Academy Award, and Primetime Emmy nominated, Sophie Okonedo plays a character called Nomad. Now, she's a fairly no-nonsense character, and not surprisingly, Okonedo plays her very well. She's a phenomenal actress. And that brings us to another up-and-coming actress who we've been talking a lot about here at Cracking Dakota Spy Movies, and that is Aaliyah Bott. Heart of Stone is Aaliyah's U.S. debut. Now, she's mainly known for her roles in Bollywood movies like The Wonderful Razzi or RRR, Gully Boy, Darlings, and more. She's also been announced to become a member of the YRF spy universe in India. So it's really good to see her in the role of Kaya here in Heart of Stone. She has many scenes with Gal Gadot, and there's wonderful chemistry between the two actresses. And we really, really like Aliabad as an actress, and we're very happy to see her make her U.S. debut here. Now, there's a very large cast to this movie, so we're going to stop there. The rest of the cast does give solid performances as well. Now, one thing we really liked about Heart of Stone is the portrayal of the female spy lead. It doesn't matter to the plot at all 
that Gal Gadot is a female. Rachel Stone is a very good spy, and her gender doesn't matter. Now, this is diametrically opposed to how they marketed the absolutely terrible 2019 redo of Charlie's Angels or the 2022 Jessica Chastain movie, The 355. Both of those movies made a big deal about the fact that they had female spies. And we weren't a big fan of either of them, although we really hated Charlie's Angels. The 355 was passable, but it still wasn't a great movie in our opinion. Now contrast that to something like the 2021 movie, The Protégé, which starred Maggie Q. That doesn't focus on her being a woman. I mean, yes, she's a female, and that's, that's her role, but the fact that she's a female doesn't consume the movie like the 355 or Charlie's Angels did. And it's nice to see Art of Stone take that same approach here. Now, we really only have two concerns or issues with Heart of Stone, and they are related. We don't think the writing was as tight as it should have been. There were times where they seemed to have some issues connecting the dots. And this caused the second issue, which was the length of this movie. Now, we've just seen and liked the three-hour Oppenheimer and the two-hour and 43-minute Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And Heart of Stone only comes in at two hours and five minutes. So what's the problem with the timing? Well, I caught myself looking at my watch four times during the movie. That means the pacing isn't right in parts. I think it was either the writing or the editing that made us feel that way. So, I mean, it's just, it's not the end of the world, but those are two things that did have us concerned about the movie. We would also like to give you one warning. If you're watching Heart of Stone with headphones or earbuds on, we strongly recommend you turn the volume down at about an hour and 36 minutes into the movie. We wish we had. It gets very loud there. We also know that Heart of Stone is not getting the first day Rotten Tomatoes audience scores of Red Notice. This is a very different type of movie than Red Notice, so if those fans were expecting something similar, they're going to be disappointed. Given that and the timing slash writing issues we mentioned above, we did like this movie. Would we say it's our favorite spy movie of the last three years? No but it's better than a lot of the others we've seen. So that's a wrap of our review of the just-released Netflix spy movie, Heart of Stone. If you do watch this one, please let us know your thoughts at info at spymovienavigator.com. We'd love to hear from you. This has been Tom from spymovienavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Be sure to check out our other podcast episodes on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.